continuously on the drive with Lance. Second song with the title Gold on the show this afternoon. The theme developing. Ahead <laughs> of that, Anne-Marie and Little Mix with Kiss My Uh-Oh. 20 minutes to 5 o'clock. And it is like gold on the calendar, and it's coming up this coming Saturday, as I did mention, back with a bang this year, uh, or maybe back with some rolling thunder, is the Otaniqua Chair Challenge, legendary event, and who better to tell us more about it than organiser of this year's Otaniqua Chair Challenge, Alavain Dipinard joins us on the line. Alavain, good afternoon, thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's always it's a great place after nearly three years to be back with the OCC again. Yes, it has been a long time, no chat. So let's talk about this year's event. Uh, but just before we do that, though, just give us a bit of a background. Uh, I know things have been uh, <laughs> a little chaotic the last couple of years, but uh, for those uh, not aware of the events, uh, tell us a bit about the, the OCC and its history. We started the OCC in 2002 with only 27th athletes that I participated, and it was uh, predominantly racing chairs. Now, if anybody who are involved at all or not involved with uh, wheelchairs know that we deal with uh, different categories. We mm-hmm. deal with uh, paraplegics and quadriplegics, and then the different type of cycles. The one that the athletes lie flat on their backs, that we call a racing chair. Uh, then those that have uh, like a normal wheelchair with a wheel in front, that we call a racing chair, will very much uh, cycle with their hands. And then those uh, like Adams van Dijk who, who have wheels that sort of uh, 45 degrees where they push forward with their hands is a basket chair. So uh, uh, over the years it has developed that we make provision for quadriplegics as well as paraplegics and all kinds of racing chairs in all the categories in a 42.2, the 21.1 and the 10 kilometer that is all the competitive distances. And then for the ordinary everyday wheelchair there's a fun category uh, of five kilometers so everyone catered for it's a bit like motor racing or, or rallying we have the different classes and i know from uh, having been there in the past uh, it really is quite an incredible sight to see some incredible machines uh, more about this year's race where will it be taking place and what is unique to the occ 2022 this year it will take coming up today uh, 15th of october they say there's a chance for light showers but over the years, we have learned that George is the city for all seasons. <laughs> uh, you can easily have all seasons in a day and shatter the rain. Uh, usually it happens in the afternoon, so we are not worried. I think what is very special this year is a few athletes uh, to start off with. Uh, the first athlete that's going to participate for the first time in a 21-kilometer is our famous boy called Zach. Zach competed in the race for the first time when he was only nine years of age. Wow. And he had grown that the last two years or so. He competed in the 10. And this year, as a 15-year-old, he will try to break the record uh, in the 21 kilometer. So it's absolutely fantastic to see this youngster coming up. And then uh, we will have Peter de Prier. Peter de Prier is the world champion in his category. He won gold for South Africa Olympics. So he's coming through to compete. And uh, we have uh, the champions of last year that will come back, people like Stuart McCready. And just to give you an idea what we're talking about, when Stuart, Mc- Stuart McCready lies flat on his back, he completed 42.2 kilometers in one hour, three minutes. One hour, three minutes. It's wow. incredible seeing how these guys race. <laughs> I don't... 
think I could do that in my car. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I remember every year there's a lot of cyclists that ask if they can sweep the 42, and I say, well, you're more than welcome. Yeah. And then they come back and they say, we, we kept up the first two kilometers, and then we couldn't keep up anymore. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but what we have added this year, because we really want, to, besides of the fact that it is a competitive race, it's also an event to create awareness mm. for the challenges that people face in wheelchairs everyday life. And this year we have added a five kilometer for the business sector. So there's uh, 15 businesses that have entered teams and we have designed Cascara, these push cards for them. And uh, they will have their own category to push the push cart yeah. for five kilometers and create awareness for uh, the challenges of people in wheelchairs. Fantastic. So uh, something for everyone. What a nice, uh, fun element as well as uh, as, as uh, serving perfectly to, to raise the awareness. Tell, a bit of more, tell us a bit more about the program for the weekend. Obviously, uh, as opposed to the past three years, we know that uh, we haven't been able to attend these events. And in fact, a lot of the events have been cancelled or postponed. Uh, this year, it's different. Tell us a bit more about the program and uh, how folk can get themselves involved. We will start on the Friday at 11 o'clock. Of course, at 8 o'clock, they already start preparing the race village there at Carpadem School. That is a school that caters specifically for children with special needs, with a lot of them also in wheelchairs that make the school very uh, easy accessible. Uh, but uh, from 11 o'clock, they start registering and they get their numbers and uh, everything that they need, their wristbands. And then at 6 o'clock, we have what we call... Uh, sometimes I, we call it a race briefing, but I think it's more a matter of it is a reunion that's taking place because the athletes come from all over South Africa, from Namibia, Ghana, and Zimbabwe. And once a year, all these athletes get together and it's more like a reunion. So we have the official opening and then everybody enjoy a meal together and by 8 o'clock uh, off to bed uh, ready for the day. And then Saturday morning at 7 o'clock, the 42.2 start, at 10 past 7, the 21. We wait until 8 o'clock for the 8 to start, and at 10.15 and 10.30 is the two fun categories. We end the day around about 12.30 when we have the medal ceremony, uh, where we hand out then the gold, the silver, and the medal. And, of course, the OCC cannot pay the price money of international races, but uh, you can, uh, if you come first, you're 42, you can win a good 10,000 rand and uh, seven for the second place and 5,000 for the third place. So there's a little bit of a sweetener of coming down. You're not only going to get a medal, but you will get a brown envelope and there will be nice uh, cash in there that you can spend uh, on whatever you like to spend the money on. And then it's over for the day and then we just clean up uh, the, the whole area. Certainly great to see the athletes coming back year after year. Not hard to see why. Now it's obviously a huge logistical exercise uh, on the day and uh, I believe there's some uh, space for volunteers possibly to assist during the days. It is incredible, the volunteers. We start at, uh, Friday when there's about 60 volunteers that come to assist us from different organizations, whether it's the Rotaries, whether it's the Lions, whether it's the schools. There's a vast variety of organizations that come and assist us. But 2 o'clock Friday night is when the big thing happened, when uh, Safari bring their trucks and then they load up 
2,500 sandbags and 2,500 delineators. And they pack a route of 21 kilometers along the George Municipality to make sure that the riders who will travel up in York Street, Courtney, up to the Garden Route Mall, that they have a safe race. Uh, we keep the, the riders in the inside lane, and of course then the vehicles still move up and down in the outside lane. But that means we have to pack out 21 kilometers of delineators, and after the race we have to pick it up. Uh, again, and make sure uh, they are all back in the store for the next race. Obviously, you've got uh, plenty of supporters who uh, help in the in the good work. You've already mentioned one or two. Any others you'd like to mention in closing? Yes, the Premier's Office, the Westgate Premier's Office in 2019, the OCC won the Premier's competition for the best event in the Western Cape. Uh, due to COVID, we could not use the 50,000 prize money that went along with that. So this year, the Premier's Office is bringing uh, the money to our coffers. Uh, the same with the Department of Cultural Affairs and Sport. Uh, they every year support our race. People from Algoa, speaking to you, we have to mention, it's great having Algoa to support us. Uh, Safari is one of our other big sponsors, and uh, Lancewood. Those are the guys that really make the event possible. Besides, quite there's about uh, 30 or 40 smaller sponsors that provide vehicles, that provide uh, infrastructure, tents, etc., etc. Alwain, just in closing, anyone who'd like to, uh, more information, I know it's all over social media, our website, that sort of thing. Where can folk go to uh, just clue themselves up uh, before the day? They can just go to the website. It's a straightforward one, George OCC at COZA. George OCC at COZA, or they can go to the Facebook page that just say Otuniqua Chair Challenge. You can't miss it. Coming up this Saturday, the 15th of October, the organiser of Otuniqua Chair Challenge, Alavain Dippenar, joining us uh, on the line this afternoon. It's been too long, and, uh, <laughs> and just really nice to catch up with you once again, wishing you a hugely successful event uh, come Saturday. I'm sure it's going to be one to remember. Thanks for joining us. No, and thank you. Like I said, the George Municipality is the host city, and it's great to have the George Municipality on board as our uh, main sponsor. Alcoa.fm.co.za, where your music, your world, is less than a click away.